Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by Holly Jolly McGolly. I'm glad you saved that one. That was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into the Christmas spirit over here and just really lean into it, you know? Merry Christmas. God, are you going to do it every episode? Merry Chrysler. Now that we have these, this like three episode format, I feel like... We haven't repeated a lot of bits. That's the only one I've, I've done three you times. Know, I'm worried that we're going to run out of bits. Nah. Yeah. Nah, we always got bits yeah. around. Come on now. Yeah, bits of these nuts. That <laughs> was payback. Fuck. Yes! It doesn't even work that it well, does, but it's It fine. works enough. It works enough that you got me back. You, for all of you that listened to our last episode that heard how it ended, um, we try to get each other on the D's Nuts jokes all the time. They're very difficult to do because we're so aware of them. So when they land, it's like a gold medal. Yeah. And he smoked me with one last episode. Yours was way better than mine. It's okay. But mine, I'll, I'll take a... I got a, a little reaction. So well, you know what you can do? You can use that as a plug for this episode. Well, let me go ahead and uh, what do you? Wow. What am I plugging? Wow. What do you mean? What are you plug? What is the only thing that you need to plug right now? Oh, okay. Well, that's a weird transition because I thought it you were saying a good I could transition. Plug my joke. Well, whatever. Plug these nuts. Green Room 42. <laughs> <laughs> Green Room 42. We have a live show, baby. New York City, Times Square, January 25th. It's a Thursday night. I will say all of the VIP tickets have sold out already, so the front row is gone. There are premier seating tickets that come with a meet and greet as well. So if you buy those bad boys, you can come hang out with us. I think we're going to do the meet and greet after the show. Everyone will be a little loosened up. We'll have a little fun, chit chat, hang out, all that good stuff. But buy the tickets, come out and support us. It's our first ever standalone solo live show. We are the headliners, so we need your support. We need this one to go well as far as ticket sales go, so we can do these all across the country. We did the naming game the other day, but I would love to go to Nashville, Atlanta, D.C., out to the West Coast again. We want to hit as many cities as we can. But to do that, we need your support, so please come out, buy them ticks, and hang out with the bros. Hang out with the bros. Yeah, buddy. Hang out with your bros out. Right? Hang out with your bros out. Yep. Or, uh, um, hmm, what rhymes with bros? Rose. Rose out with your bros out. Um, get rosy with your rosies. All right, there you go. How about right. that one? We're getting better. We're getting yeah. better. No, not really. We're getting worse, but nope, uh, it's all good. worse. But uh, anyway, this is our third ep of the day, so we're going to jump right into this one. We did our Rose and Thorn on Rob Huh, so if you want to listen to that, go back and check that episode out. And if you haven't listened to that one already, what the hell? What are you jumping in this one for? Are they jumping, though? Because yeah. who knows? Who the way knows? these things come out. They just roll out of there and... Maybe this is the first one the that nice I listened thing to. Is, I would imagine is that you have so many episodes to listen to Just now. Keep going. That was everyone's complaint is that we only did two a week. I know. And here we are. It's fucking six a week or whatever. Look at Five. us. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Not me. Too many episodes. Too many apps. Not you enough. Love, you guys love us. Not yeah. enough. Let's do 10 a week. We're rambling now, but let's jump right into some Salt Lake. We're in Roslick and uh, we are still down in Bermuda. And Heather and Monica go for a walk to start us out. And I actually really like this. Because we obviously had drama with them the night before. They got into the dinner table. The sex thing came up again. Heather blew up. And Heather, we haven't seen her apologize a lot this season when she's been in altercations with people. But she takes it upon herself and says, I'm sorry for snapping. I didn't want to ruin your birthday. I was just taken off guard by the sex talk because that's not something that I discuss. Yeah. Yeah. 
I appreciated it too. I, I appreciate the fact that she initiated it, texting Monica right away. I and mean, this just happened last night. Obviously, everything kind of came to a screeching halt with the whole Meredith of it all. But there was still some issues. And obviously, we started with Monica asking about Heather's daughter's sex life, which we had agreed last week. Off limits. Don't talk about that. Don't bring the kids into this. Yes, yeah, leave the kids usual. Rule sex, number one. Sex talk, whatever. Don't care. Sex talk, yeah. But there's too much. And we talked about this with Donnie yesterday. Too much sex talk on Bravo. There's a lot days. of boinking going Everybody's on. talking about boinking. Everybody is definitely lying about how much sex they have, starting with Larsa. Now this whole thing is just completely unraveled. Look, everyone on Bravo is pretty bricked up right now. Pretty bricked up, to be honest. <laughs> Girls and guys out there bricking it up. Everyone's but bricked as fuck. I do love that it seems like the two of them are able to come together. And we've seen Monica in a lot of altercations this year, especially for a newbie. But she is always willing to bury the hatchet. If you come to her or if you have a mutual come together, we're still talking about sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say I it. Know. Nice. I stopped myself. But here we are once again. Monica is willing to bury the hatchet because Heather comes right away. God damn it. <laughs> we're Heather still talking about sex. Let's do it. <laughs> Heather goes to Monica and apologizes. It was a big misunderstanding. Look, you're not going to see eye to eye. And this is kind of what we talked about last week. Just because you, Monica, know about your whole daughter's life and it's not that weird for you to talk about sex with your kids doesn't mean that someone else is. Right. It doesn't mean that you can openly talk about your sex life at a dinner party and expect other people to reciprocate. It's just not how that works. So Monica's never really going to understand that. She didn't really push the issue, which is good. She did make a joke afterwards, which I appreciated. That was funny. But it was okay. And it was fine because now we can smooth everything over. Oh, for the time being. But the Meredith DM conversation comes up. And Monica's like, why is she doing that? Why would she do that? And I just wrote down foreshadowing question mark on my notes because I told you when we did our live with Donna yesterday, my thoughts and feelings have shifted on who's behind the DMs. And the more I watch this episode, the more I'm starting to think that Monica is the one that's behind all of this. And the more she talks about it and brings it up and wheels and deals behind the scenes, the more I'm starting to lean into that. But Heather makes a really good point. She says the issue is not even so much the DMs. The issue is there's somebody involved in this group that is willing to go as far as making a fake account. And we've seen how these fake accounts have torn this group up before. Yep. So that's where the biggest issue lies. Like obviously the DMs are scathing and the, the lawsuits and XYZ, whatever. But the fact that someone's willing to even go to these lengths and they're amongst us. That's the problem. I don't understand why these people read so many DMs. Like we talked about this last week with Meredith sitting down with Monica at the end of the night saying she needed to catch up on her DMs. The fuck are you doing? Catching up on correspondence. This is insane. Like, why are you doing this? I get like weird request DMs all the time and it's usually just a scammer or something out there. I don't pay it any mind. I just scroll over and just delete or I don't even check them in hey, the first good place. And how you want to include 50,000 hey, followers question mark. It's me, LeBron James here. I need a hundred dollars to get a new basketball so that I can practice. Are you sure this is LeBron James? Yes. Basketball. Basketball. Here a picture. Labron Joms. Thumbs up. <laughs> that is usually how it goes and it's not lebron james i'm sorry but i know that that's not lebron james because i've seen lebron before i've sent money and I've he didn't sent say money shit. And he didn't say a word but whatever he won't Neither even follow he, me back wouldn't even, didn't even care but no why are they going through their dms like this like i get it yeah there's documents in here and this is where we're gonna get our dirt for the season it's so stupid these people i, I think meredith doesn't really understand how social media works 
And I think the whole idea of a fake, oh shit! I think the whole idea of a fake Instagram account it kind of throws them through a loop. It, no, it just, that's it, what she wants you to believe. I don't think that I Meredith doesn't understand. My it. theory, I'm just saying, I don't know if she's behind it. Yeah, and you think it's Monica behind it? I think I think the appropriate answer is it's still Meredith because it's it's not like Monica has been sending DMs. She didn't talk about the SEC filing last year about Lisa. But it's the M.O. of Meredith, which it's is why the MO I'm of not Meredith. out on Meredith doing it. No, I think it's Jen Schaaf. But that's what I'm saying. Meredith's made fake accounts before, I guarantee. Like, I'm not sure. surprised at all of that shit. So, yeah, the easy, I guess this is where my brain goes, because, like, I love, like, the mystery movies and stuff. And you try to figure it out before. Who done it? The who done it. Yep. I like to try to figure it out before the end of the movie. Always. Right. It ruins the movie for everybody else watching, but Correct. you know what? Yeah. I was satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I was correct. Yeah. So that made me happy. And I will call it out. Yep. And I'll say, oh, that's happening. And then it happens. And I feel like a genius and I piss everybody else off. And I don't care. But that's where my brain goes. It's like, all right, well, the obvious answer here is Meredith. That can't be the answer. Because I think it's the answer too... is Jen from prison. If it is, I love that answer God, so I would much. Fucking love she's that. She's still pulling some sort of strings out there because we heard she's doing yoga classes in there. She's got the the fucking thermogenics or whatever the fuck yeah. her name was. The that Amanda Seyfried played last year. That I don't really care what her name is. It doesn't it's not matter. Thermogenics she's a... is it? Thera Theranos. Th- oh, Theranos. it is Theranos. Yeah, it's Theranos. Whatever. She's got her in there doing yoga and she's teaching all these classes. I wouldn't be surprised. We see movies all the time where these people in prison have phones. Yeah. Why sitting in there sending DMs just trying to cause a ruckus? I would not be surprised. This is her show in her mind. How dare these women carry on this show while I'm in prison and Bravo doesn't come to see me once. I think it would be. That's my fun theory. I still think it's Meredith. An amazing twist if it is her. I think it's Monica. You think it's Meredith and the wild card is Jen from prison. Get your prop bets in everybody. But uh, the next scene, we get Meredith on FaceTime saying, like, everybody came after me and Lisa jumped down my throat and started screaming at me saying, I know it was you. You always do this. I'm fucking over. I'm done. All that stuff. This makes me think it's Meredith again. Yep. Because she acts so shocked by all of it. And then it goes to your theory where she's like, I don't understand how fake Instagrams work. I don't know this. Yeah, you do. You know all these things, and by playing the card of what the fuck's going on, it makes you look more guilty. So every time these people have a leg up in the competition to like move ahead and be like, oh, it, it, maybe it's not her, they bury themselves again. Yep. So now I'm questioning Meredith more. So I don't have a firm answer, I guess. How do you think they find out, though? Because this next episode is supposed to be a huge reveal. Looks like Heather gets a phone call. How do they find out? Cybersecurity team. You think Lisa got her cybersecurity team on there? No. No, no, I don't. I don't know. But I don't know. I, this is going to be a big reveal, and God damn it. God if they, damn it if it's not. If they Bravo us and do the Bravo thing, and it's a fucking dud, I'm going to be livid. This has been a fucking great season. I know. And they have a chance to tie a bow on it in two weeks at the finale. Somebody said, apparently Andy knows, or somebody told Andy who gave Heather the black eye, and that's going to come out sometime soon. I don't care. I, I don't care about that anymore, but. I really I, I, I'm in full agreement with you. If they tease us like this and it's not anything to do with who the fake Instagram is, I'm going to be livid. Yeah, it's going to be a... I don't have any other burning questions. Yeah, it's going to be a very anticlimactic end of the season. But anyway, we move on from there and Whitney is going to take Angie to play tennis. And uh, her brag about being good at tennis or hitting the ball around is that she knows Serena. And so that... If you know Serena, you inherently hit balls around and, yes. and you can That's play how tennis. Space Jam works, actually. You shake hands and then you absorb their power. That's <laughs> Whitney's just a, a Martian. 
She's oh, she's uh, although she's Mon, not because we watched her play Mon stars. And neither of them are good. No, they were not great at it. But you know, they had a good time. That's all that matters. They had a nice. Time. I just get ex- you know me. I get excited to see some athletics. I do and too. This is not this, athletic. No, but I you know whatever. They they're, hit out the ball. They're, they're out there you know hitting the ball around, having having a nice time, and they start chit chatting about Meredith and Whitney talks about how it's weird that after all that shit blows up at the dinner table, then they're all having cake together and hanging out, and she just like slides in and acts like nothing happened. Yep. And I think that's just exactly who Meredith is. She just. Even when she's addressed with things, she has that condescending tone where it's not actually an issue and she doesn't have time for it. Meredith simply doesn't have time for anything, for anybody, for any problems. They're not real. This isn't in my world. I'm too important for this nonsense, even though she is more than likely the root of all of this nonsense. And this is the point I was making, and Angie says it. It's like she's acting like that because she's guilty. And how long can she keep up this facade? How long can she keep up this lie and keep us all in the dark? And that's what she's doing. By trying to play aloof, she's drawing more attention to herself. And I think that the only way this gets settled is, one, someone calls it out in the open, which still might not work because Meredith will deflect, or two, you get a scathing phone call from somebody that you don't know to Heather Gay. And that's what's going to finally bring it all together. But time will tell. But they start talking about the Heather freaking out about Monica and the sex talk, and they were both surprised, and they were taken aback. And Whitney says, and I don't know if this correlates, and I feel like we talked about it with Donna, where because Whitney has this newfound voice and this newfound need to stand up for herself, which is great, and she should be able to do that, and she should be able to stand on her own two feet, all those things. Great. Good for you. I feel like now she's looking for opportunities to do that and looking for opportunities to to take advantage of almost and be like, oh, I can get mad about this and stand up for myself, even when it's not involving her or even when it wasn't an indictment of her character. She just feels the need to stand up and say something. And I feel like that's where the whole bad Mormon shit comes in because there's a little excerpt in there about her and the boudoir photos that she took with Heather. And she says, it's weird to me that Heather is uncomfortable with sex talk, but she exploits my vagina in her book. She exploits my sex life but can't talk about her own. It's a very big leap. It's a huge leap yeah. because we hear the excerpt from the book. It's not bad. And no. the craziest part about it, you've discussed it with Heather. Not only that, you also had a full-on paint my naked body scene with your husband. In Esquire. On Bravo. It was like, in a magazine, In dude. a magazine so that everybody could see it. So I don't understand now why you're honing in on heather not liking to talk about sex which we did agree last week you know maybe the amount of uncomfortability from heather about talking about sex is a little weird but you don't need to make this leap it doesn't have to be about you it has nothing to do with you you've we've watched you squash things with heather six to seven times this season alone it happens every episode almost and you just did it in the beginning of this trip you came down and gave her a hug because you told her to shut the fuck up which we had agreed at the time wasn't that big of a deal. No. I'm happy that Whitney has found a voice, but not if it's going to be like this. This has nothing to do with you. And also, Monica and Heather just squashed it. Right. So leave it alone. Maybe you don't know that it was squashed, but still, it has nothing to do with you. You're just on this vendetta against Heather for some reason they that we're unsure thing, of. They, they do thing. have a thing, and it's like this, I don't know, it's more than like a sibling rivalry. It's more than just that you're in a family together, and 
I don't know. Maybe maybe Heather just used Whitney as a punching bag for years, which she did when she was just Jen Shaw's crony. I get that. You have some unresolved feelings from it. But pick your battles. This is not one of them because you're not going to win. There's not enough evidence there. Nobody's going to agree with you. People have read that book and said, no, it really wasn't that bad. She just talked about how you did a, a photo shoot and you you asked Heather to be the photographer. That's not that bad. Also, you're the one who started it. She asked her to redact some of it. Right. And she did. So you that means you had an opinion on yeah. it. You lose she, all your rights to talk about this at that point. Yeah. You had the opportunity to take certain things out. You asked, hey, can you take this part out? Heather obliged you. So if you were actually partaking in the formation of this chapter of the mm-hmm. book, you definitely don't have the right to stand up now and say, you can't exploit my vagina when you won't talk about sex. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But moving on, we get the boat ride. And the only reason I'm bringing up the actual boat itself is because I forgot about the last boat ride we went on when Jen launched. Andy I know. So did water. I. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, memories. So much fun. <laughs> Good times. What a shit season that was. That was the best part of the season. That was honestly the best part of the season, but we get a lot of... uh... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Conversations on this boat. And meanwhile, you got Meredith sitting entirely by herself. And she's completely alone. Says she's completely alone. And she is. She's alienated herself. But we see a very Meredith Marks move come in later. And we'll get to that. But before we're there, we get Heather and Meredith talking about the fake account. And the lack of evidence. And the lack of the reaction from Meredith. And that's also garnering a lot of scrutiny. Because, like, why do you not have anything to say about this one way or the other? Whether you're guilty or not, whether you partook in this or not, how do you not either, one, defend yourself, two, push down these rumors and say this is simply untrue instead of playing this weird card where you're like, I just don't have time. I don't have time. I'm not going to talk about it. This is, okay, Lisa. Okay, Lisa. That's not good enough. It's simply not good enough. You're on a TV show. We need a response. And if you don't give one, you're going to get speculation. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. But she continues to deny it. That just says that Monica's the one that pulled the rumors out. But now some of the things she's saying start to land. Yeah. Now I'm paying attention more. And had you talked about this sooner, maybe you wouldn't have gotten to the point where you're sitting sad and alone on a boat. You would have had some more support earlier on. Because what she says happened, they sat down at a restaurant together, her and Monica. And Monica brought up to her a restaurant down the street. I guess this restaurant is Greek. Meredith said, oh, I I heard that that place is funded by the mafia, the Greek mafia. Now, Monica's the one that says to her, oh, I wonder if Angie's involved. And now the conversation starts about Angie. Where does she get her money from? How does she have so much money? The Greek mafia is involved in Salt Lake, apparently. Is she the Greek mafia? I don't know, because all of it makes sense. And we weren't asking the right questions two weeks ago when the two of them were sitting down after that night out talking about the DMs that they were getting. Right. We did not ask, what, what is this common ground that we found? Because it just seemed like we just jumped into it. Yeah. And it seemed like Meredith came to Monica completely unsolicited and said, hey, did you get a DM about Angie? That's the way Monica painted That's it. That's the way Monica painted it. So we didn't ask any further questions. 
Now it makes way more sense. If you had a dinner and there was a topic of conversation about a Greek restaurant that's potentially owned and run by the Greek mob, and then you started to talk about Angie afterwards, it makes sense that the two of you would then continue to talk about DMs that you've gotten regarding Angie. I'm still in the boat of it's still Meredith because even though that conversation took place and I fully believe that that conversation took place at dinner, I could see Meredith going home and saying, I think I've got Monica on the boat right now, so to speak. And I can go ahead and throw her a little bit of a a dig at Angie and see if she takes it. And she didn't respond immediately. So then Meredith went to Monica and said, hey, did you get that DM that was going floating around here? I'm sure you got it because all of us would have gotten it as we're all on the show together. That makes sense to me. She found some sort of common ground and Meredith saw that and exploited it through her fake Instagram. That's what I think happened. I think that that is a very reasonable theory. Something tells me that the answer we're going to get is going to be, if we get an answer, not at all what we're thinking. That's another. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be great. I don't know. It's like what you were talking about about a movie earlier. Right. If we go through this and we are so steadfast in believing that it was this person who'd done it and then it ends up not being that and it comes out of left field, I'm all in. Someone else done it. Someone else done it? Who done it? That who done it? We don't know who done it, but we're about to find out, we hope, in a couple of weeks. But but now Monica joins the conversation and Meredith's denying that she's the one behind it. Meredith is denying that she was the one that was pushing this conversation. She's putting all of it on Monica, where Monica's putting it all on Meredith. But here's the kicker. Monica doesn't deny any of the things that Meredith is saying. Yes. She does not say, I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring up is Angie in the mafia. And that is where it started. Now, did Meredith take it upon herself to run with that? Potentially. But this is where my brain starts going. I'm like, okay, we're getting a lot of different evidence here that was omitted from Monica's original statement. It wasn't that it wasn't there. It wasn't that it's a lie from Meredith. She simply didn't say it. And that leads me to believe she's covering things up. When you're covering things up, you have more of a hand in it. So I think that she is complicit in some way, shape, or form here. Maybe her and Meredith had a plan together. Maybe they did. That would make a little bit more sense. And they were trying to save face for the camera and they drew up this whole scene that we saw a couple of weeks ago. And they did that behind closed doors at some point in time. I actually, I think I know what's going to happen. I think there's something else about whether it's, if we don't get, if we don't get a a full on answer that it's definitely Meredith, if it is, or they believe that it is Monica, I think Heather's going to get a call from someone regarding something that Monica has done. And it, has implications for all of them or a couple of them or whatever and that's going to turn into if you're able to do this and still be our friend then who's to say that you're not able to start a fake instagram account and spread rumors about us and they're going to blame her for everything that is if it ends up being monica i don't think we're going to get a definite confirmed answer that it's monica i think they're going to speculate that it's her based off of one of her other actions well we do know for a fact that None of the group is talking to Monica today. Yes. So that is also something to take into account. Something happened. I don't know if it was the fallout from the season or if it's because of whatever happens next week or in two weeks, but something happened that they are no, the only person that she talks to still is Mary. Yeah. And I saw something on Instagram or uh, a screenshot from Instagram that Monica had replied to a comment. Somebody said, thank God for Monica this season. She's really driving it. I hope that she's here next year and here to stay. And Monica replied by saying, or I'll never be on TV again. Yeah, something like so that. So there is something fishy going on out There's there a lot happening in that here. water. No sea turtles, though. No sea turtles. But uh, I do feel like Monica and Meredith got saved a little bit from further scrutiny because of Lisa's freakout. And yep. Lisa, not that it wasn't unwarranted, 
because she's gone through this with Meredith before. So now she takes it upon herself to stand up and address them. And she's like, you're fucking lying, Meredith. You're fucking lying. This is what you do. You've always done it. I'm sick of it. You're done. You're losing all your friends and all of this shit. And Meredith acts just completely unfazed. She's like, okay, Lisa. Yep. Okay, Lisa. Like, it just doesn't have time for it once again. And does bring up the fact, why does Monica get a pass? Because she was also contributing to this conversation. And I think that she gets a pass because she's willing to talk about it. Like, she's willing to discuss. She's like, yeah, I did, because we're trying to get to the bottom of it. But I don't think enough is said from Angie, where it's like, why are you questioning me and where I get my money from? She does get up to from the table and say, I've earned my money. Like I own the streets of Salt Lake because of my salon business and all that shit. But it's not directed at Monica. It's just kind no. of a statement of fact. And I don't know why Meredith or Monica got a complete pass. I don't know either. I, I think it is what you said. I think the fact that she's willing to talk about it and share her side of it and say that, yeah, you know what? I was gossiping about this in some way, shape or form. So I'm not fully innocent in all of this, but. I'm not the one who did the DMs. She doesn't come out and say it, but it's implied. So I think that is why she gets the pass, because anytime that someone's willing to talk about an issue of what's going on and take some sort of ownership, they always get a, a pass if there's something bigger going on here, and that could be part of it. I did float around another theory yesterday when we were talking to Donna that maybe it is Angie Kay. Maybe Angie Kay's behind all of this. Her husband. To, yeah, she just wants to drum up a little interest in some Angie Kay this season and say, hey, her husband's cheating on her. Why don't we talk about this? All right, here we go. We're going to have an Angie K arc. Her, she's in Mafia. Let's have another Angie K arc. She's been owning the season. We've been giving her props for coming back strong this year. It is a little weird, like you said, that she's not taking more offense to this, but I think she's been through it. I mean, we she went has. through a lot of different rumors. We did say that she didn't blow up in a way that we would have expected when the rumors of Sean cheating on her with guys in Salt Lake City was floating around there. I she didn't think that's blow a up more entirely. Scathing rumor, that though. one's way more scathing yeah. than whatever this one is. This one you can laugh. This on. one's cool. This one's sick. I'm in the mafia. Don't fuck. Maybe with she me. is in the mafia. Maybe that's pretty cool. Maybe you should stop questioning on TV. Then I'm into it. You'll end up at the bottom Maybe of Salt we Lake. Stop questioning it on our podcast. You'll end up at the bottom of Salt Lake, which is very difficult because salt water Whoa. makes you very buoyant. Yep. Very buoyant indeed. Very buoyant in that Salt now Lake. You got a couple of concrete shoes, it doesn't. No, you're still buoyant. You're still buoyant. There's five bodies floating in Salt Lake right now with concrete shoes with the Greek flag on them, signed AK. <laughs> That's probably how she would do it, yeah. She's got to take credit for it. And they're wearing giant sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the fucking sunglasses. But moving on from there. Meredith finally snaps and I've been waiting for it. I've been wanting it. Like I needed her to have some kind of emotional response to this. And she finally loses it. And she's like, I'm getting very irritated at everyone narrating me. Stop narrating me. They're not narrating you. She always sounds like, like the wizard of Oz. I know, right? When he gets angry and he's, he's hiding behind his little door. You can leave. <laughs> you shall not pass. Is she Gandalf or is she the Wizard of Oz? I don't know. Let's she's a wizard. Out. I think we've come to that. You're a wizard, Harry. And now she's Harry Potter. Yep. Harry Potter. I don't know why every time. Why? Because every time I hear it, I just don't want to hear it in a Boston accent. Harry Potter. Why? Harry Potter wears a romper. <laughs> That's pretty good. Does he wear a romper? I could see a lot of wizards wearing a romper. It's practical, it's comfortable, and becoming. Yeah. You you with rompers and jorts, you're always going to speak well on them. 
look. Can we get back to the show? This is our third episode. We're we're already derailed. We're we're cruising. Yeah, you're right. We don't have, we don't have to talk we're about. We're almost rompas. done. Let's just keep going. We don't have to talk about rompas. Oh, but shit. hey, let me say, rompas are comfortable, especially in Boston. <laughs> but Meredith tries her best to explain away her role in this, and she says she called because she read the DMs, and it was a lot of stuff that Angie. <clears throat> it was a lot of stuff that Monica had mentioned previously. That red flag, big red flag. I'm like, ooh, and Monica doesn't deny it. And that's another big red flag. All of these things that she said popped up in this DM. I thought it was weird, so I called her. And Angie says, well, we always hear, why didn't you come to me first? And Mara says, because you're always unpleasant. <laughs> Not wrong. Not really, though. Like, the interactions that we've seen, she's been unpleasant because Meredith's been a bitch to her. Oh, yeah. That's not unpleasant. That's you're she's giving back the same energy that you've given her. You left her out it of the one. It is giving trip. season. It is giving Jesus, well done. Yeah. It is giving season. Nice job. But Meredith says you're always unpleasant and Angie's response is, "Yeah, cuz you always start rumors." Meredith says, "I'm not out to get you." And the craziest thing that I I couldn't believe is Angie's willing to give her a chance. Chance to smooth it over. I don't this think is that's what a good comes idea. All the time, though, like in these shows, you have to give somebody a chance because they're so afraid of burning bridges. Yeah, but, but Meredith, Meredith was talking about you and your or your husband cheating on you. Meredith's now potentially talking about you being in the mob, which again, pretty cool. sick, pretty <laughs> sick. Let's just throw that out there. But still, you do not have to give that person a chance. This stuff only happens in these shows. Yeah, I agree. But the next scene is fucking nuts because we're on the Sprinter van back and Meredith. This is where my, I, I don't know where to land. I don't know who to to charge with this offense because now she's snuggling up to Lisa. And we all know all you have to do, you can kill somebody in her family. And all you have to do to get back in her good graces is stroke the ego. Sit down next to Lisa and say nice things to her. I was talking to Brooks and he said, I should talk to you because you really know me. You really know me. She leans on the sister thing pretty much. like. Yep. We're sisters, pretty much, is like how she gets into Lisa's good graces again. And Lisa flips so fucking fast. It's crazy. If I was somebody else on that Sprinter van, and rightfully so, because they did get irritated. Monica turned around right away and was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I would have stood up and said like, that. It's nuts. It like, is, is absolutely insane, right especially with what we've seen from Lisa this year. Lisa has gone full independent this year. She doesn't need anybody else to hold her hand. But like you said, you stroke her ego. She's going to be nice to you, regardless of the situation. Two days in a row, Lisa has gotten into Meredith's face and screamed at her and said, this is what you do all the time. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm done with you. You do this shit all the time. You start talking about her kids. You start saying, hey, Brooks has this chance with like a modeling agency. And I figured I'd come to you and talk to you about it. Lisa's going to be like, whoa, you came to me for it. I'll tell you everything I know about it. Even if she has no idea what you're talking about, you still said she's good with people. She's intelligent. She knows what she's doing. And she knows me the best. And this would fucking drive me up a wall. We are in war against Meredith right now. Everybody's accusing Meredith of doing this fucking mischievous thing. Again. And ripping people apart again, which has been her MO for years. And you pointed to the fact that she pulled your SEC filing and said that you're doing shady deals. And there's a lot of things going on here last year. And you ripped her apart for it. You're going to sit there and just get really close and start whispering in each other's ears. That would drive me nuts. That would drive me up. I, w I would have stood up and been like, what the fuck's going on yeah. here? Like, what is this? Because this is crazy behavior. But then Whitney says two different things. Very different things. Very different. It's been so nice sleeping alone. 
but I miss my husband's nose. That's <laughs> pretty much what she said. Yeah. It gets into a whole eating out conversation and using the nose to, you know, I don't need to, well, I don't I, need let's to just stop with the fucking sex talk all the time. Yeah. I don't I, need to like, even but, if, why is the sex talk coming from people whose marriages are on the fritz? I don't know. Proving a point. Like, what are you trying to yes. say? Like, I don't need to hear about Justin's nose, bro. Like, I really don't. I simply don't. I didn't need the visual. I don't need the visual. I think the dude's a flick of the nose. God, anyway. Yeah. Like, I just, but why, why in this moment are you using this as your platform to jump into the Heather sex talk again? It's okay if people have boundaries about sex talk and you don't have that many boundaries. So you were okay with this excerpt being put in her book. Stop flip-flopping because you're on this crusade to get anybody that's wronged you when you were cool with the book. You were fine with it. What the fuck's going on? You, I, I don't understand people attacking Heather's book in general. I don't either. Everybody keep, continues Mary's to talk about problem. Mary's problem. I'm guaranteeing that Mary had somebody go to Heather, or definitely wasn't Mary directly, and make sure that she wasn't saying anything wrong about Mary. She didn't. She was nice about Mary. She was nice about Mary, and she still had a problem. Whitney asked her to take a couple of things out. She did. You're still mad about Heather's book. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And at the end of the day, this book is Heather's baby. You cannot go after the book and expect Heather to just roll over because she's done with it. And also, guess what? It was printed. Sucks to suck. Mm-hmm. You had last say. You had final say on what was mentioned about your story. You didn't take it. You did what you could. And you do not deserve to get angry about it anymore. Correct. But we get Whitney chatting with Monica, and I wrote down here, Monica's making the rounds. And I think that's important to to point out, because after everything goes down, she is very, very good about going to individual women in the yeah. group. It's extremely calculated. And it's even funnier, because she says that Meredith is done with me, so now she's going to pit Lisa against me. She's trying to find her friends and trying to do damage control to get them on her side. Oh, yeah. You're doing the same thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're doing that with Whitney right now, and you have a better leg up on the competition because everybody thinks Meredith did it. Yep. So you're taking this opportunity to get everybody in your corner. That, again, gets me leaning towards Monica. I'm more on Monica doing this than Meredith. I'm more so behind that. Mm, but Like 70-30. On Meredith over Monica? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably the opposite. Okay. Um, That's a big... Okay. Yeah. I, I, I really, it's just, there's so many moves that she makes behind the scenes and seemingly being cool with all of these people. She's having conversations with everybody, even women that she hasn't gotten along with the whole mm-hmm. time. Angie, right? The only one she's not talking to is Meredith. Right. So everybody she's else. herself from her. Yep. But she's cool with everyone else now. Even Heather. And they had it out the night before. Yep. So I just, I, I'm trying to analyze every little step she's taking, and it just seems like she's setting things up, putting pieces in place. And Whitney's going to fall for it, too. And Whitney's like, she's not going to get away with this anymore, Monica. Don't you worry. Well, especially given the fact that it sounds like Heather's the one who comes with the evidence. Right. So Whitney is going to be against Heather regardless right now after what happens later in the night and what has continued to happen pretty much this entire season. 
So yeah, it may, it does make sense. Logically, you are speaking some hard truths. It's hard to ignore. I'm not changing my position though. That's fine. No, no, and I, I'm not saying I'm dead right. I could see it being Meredith. It's just I'm. These are the pieces of the puzzle that right. I'm putting together. But we get to dinner and um, we talk selfies, which is just astounding. Simply astounding. I yeah, looked we yesterday. Looked. I had 503, I think, and a lot of them weren't even of me. No, it's a lot of like the podcast stuff. Yeah. Like filming things. Um, yeah, mine was like 250, which I actually thought was kind of low, but I don't really take a whole lot of selfies either. But 22,000? No, 28,000, according, 28, to, according okay. to my notes here, at least has 28,000 selfies, insane. which is why she needs two terabytes of storage. Delete them. Take a new one. Get rid of them. Do you really go back and look at selfies from years ago? Or is that 28,000 in a year? Could be 28,000 what's like the a couple timeline? of years. I would love I would to know that. Years. I don't know. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's got to be. A, that's too many. That's a lot of fucking selfies. But in one year, you know how many of that is a day? It's a hundred. It's a little less than a hundred a day. Okay, fine. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, maybe though. <laughs> but uh, the next thing I want to talk about is um, Monica and Meredith once again, and they're at the dinner table, and Meredith has seemingly squashed it with most people, and is willing to talk to most people. She's still not cool with Monica, and Monica says, "I'm getting a weird energy." And this is where, with Monica, this is a moment in which I'm like, ah, you're still trying to formulate your plan, but you mm -hmm. get a roadblock here. You're trying to smooth it over with Meredith now, and it's not going to work because you haven't seen the games change now. It is now you versus Meredith. Yep. Whereas it used to be you and Meredith versus everyone, or you and Meredith versus Angie. Now it's you two pitted against each other. Meredith recognizes that. She's not new to this game. She knows how to play. She knows what's going on. Monica can't get off the fact that she is cool with Lisa again and not cool with Monica. Hey, Monica, you're the newbie here. Mm -hmm. She knows how to get back in Lisa's good graces, and she knows that she needs allies right now if this shit blows up the way it seems like it's going to. She's playing the game. You tried to do it, too. You got Whitney on your side. You got a couple people on your side. She's not recognizing that, though, that there is now these two factions forming. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it's going to play out. And we know that Meredith is playing the game because of the shit she says about Lisa. When we decided to make this work again, I just needed to accept her for who you are. She blows up sometimes. Lisa's like, I do. I really do. Sometimes I just can't help myself. But, you know, I'm always a good friend and I'll always love you and blah, blah, blah. And all this crazy shit. And Lisa's so agreeable with everything Meredith is saying. And that's what Monica needs to understand. In this group, there are certainties. The one thing that remains true always. Meredith will find a way to get back with people she needs in her corner because she's going to wheel and deal. She's not going up against you alone because she knows how to play the game. You can say Correct. a lot about Meredith, but she knows how to play the game. So she's going to do what she, she knows does. how to dig her way out of an issue where she started it. Correct. That's she does it, it all that's the time. A, way a lot of practice. That's a really good way to put it. She knows how to get out of a bad situation because she puts herself in a lot of bad situations. But the last thing that really happens in this episode um, is just the blow up that we get between Heather and Whitney at the very end. And Whitney is clearly had a couple of drinks and she's chasing Heather across the parking lot. And this is more to that boudoir thing in her book. We've already talked about it. She needs to get the fuck over it. It's not a big deal. 
No. Heather needs to calm the fuck down as well. Yeah, Heather was overreacting to it, too. You could have easily managed that and just told Whitney to shut the fuck up. Yeah, don't go to I production like it and say, get her the fuck away from me. It's yeah, like, right, no. Settle down. No, that, it would have come full circle if you just told Whitney to shut the fuck up and then said, yeah, see, it's not that big of a deal. Just go right back at her. Tell her to shut up. Tell her to stop drinking and just leave her alone and just avoid her. You don't need to run outside. You don't need to run to producers and like go across the street and go try to calm down. It's not that big of a deal to both of you. It's like Heather can handle it better. Whitney, shut the fuck up. Like nobody cares anymore. There's no real reason for you to go after Heather for this. It doesn't make any sense. You okayed it. Just leave it alone. I don't know what this vendetta is, but stop. It's annoying. Well said. And that takes us directly to the questions, baby. And up first, we have from way away. The fans love Monica. Do you think anything she does changes fans' minds? No, because you have to understand that people love these characters sometimes because of the bad shit they do. And she has been a driving force on why this season has been so good. So unless it's something so awful that it's on the level of like Jen Shaw or something like that, I'm not going to change my stance. Like, I, she might not be a great person, but goddamn, she's good TV. Yeah, we already know that she's not that great of a person, but she is very good for the show. And you can point to two things for why this show has been so good this year. It's Monica and it's the absence of Jen Shaw. Yeah. From Billy Deal, how would a random person know to send Monica a DM when she was new to the show? Because the Bravo fans find out who's coming on the show way early. Don't ever, yeah. don't put anything past the Bravo sleuths. We say it all the time. Yeah, and also it's, if you want to look at it this way, new meat. Maybe you can just throw some throw a bone out there and just see what happens, and maybe she'll take it and try to use it as a storyline for her new first season. Yeah, there, there's it's very easy, I think, to figure that one out, Billy. But uh, not a bad question from Susie B O three O two. What house husband do you think you guys could actually be friends with? Let's do in Salt Lake. Um, I don't know. I could probably be friends with Seth. Seth seems pretty normal, aside from the toe and the taint. JB husband boss for you? Nah. Nope. Justin? Nope. Probably Mary's husband. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd probably join a cult and I'd have to come dig you out. That'd be a good movie, though. I have addictive personality. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just say? Addictive? Good God. Did you say you have a dick in your personality? Apparently. Yeah, I was going to say I have an addictive personality. It's been but a long day. I have a dick in my personality. <laughs> the last... Don't we all? But that's all I got. You got anything else, sir? Certainly do not. Well, remember to buy tickets to our live show January 25th, the Green Room 42. Get them ticks, bruh. We need that support. Bruh. Bruh. Other than that, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Chrysler. See you later. Happy Noobles.